couple with a brick Brew and a friend bleed orange and blue to the bitter end Come and join us, DDNVR We are DNVR We are DNVR and we are live from Studio B The B is for better not have a field day <laughs> And we are presented by MSU Denver Online. Check them out, msudenver.edu slash online to scope out all they have to offer. 750 total classes, 45 plus online and hybrid programs. There's something for everyone over there. And as you guys know, it's the best place to work if you're trying to, uh, it's the best place to further your education if you're trying to also work at the same time because MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other Colorado institution. Let's get comfortable, Mace, because we're in... Or a doozy. <laughs> we are? <laughs> yes. My boys, what's up? You guys want to do a little field day today instead of the pod? How's that sound? Potato sack race. I mean, we're going ha- to have a, we're gonna have a tug of war. I mean, there's three of us for the tug of war, though. So, although we got an alley behind the glass here. And D-line I, I, in the office. Yeah, yeah. so we got, okay, mm-hmm. five. We got we to gotta figure this out here. How are we balancing out? Oh yeah, yeah. Here's downstairs. Oh, yeah. there we go. Six okay. three on three. We got it. Yeah, Little maybe we should war. we should have done this in the bar and had a t- tug of war right there in the restaurant seating area down there. We should have had a bar yeah. field day. Ooh, you know, just today? a beer Olympics beer pong? day. Beer yeah, Olympics. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, keep an eye out. <laughs> yes. Might be coming later this summer. <laughs> um. All right. We are going to get to like. An overarching discussion. Real things? Uh, yeah, about uh, <laughs> about the Broncos offseason. But all the cool kids today are talking about field day. <laughs> so let's actually just hash this out really quick. I'll start with you, Zach. Is this a bad thing? No. <laughs> Is it a bad look? I do get it, how, how it can be a bad look. Look, the team hasn't been to the playoffs in over five years, and now they're having a field day? You've got to be kidding me, but you got to take a step back. And what are the Broncos missing today? What are they missing today that's going to help them win in September? Nothing. Ryan, I, I told you when we were walking in, if, the Bron- if, if today was going to decide whether they were going to win or lose a game or how they were going to perform, then this team wasn't going to win that game. Because if, if they need one practice in June to help them win a game, then they're not winning that game. I guess the counter argument would be like, where do you draw the line? When do, how much practice counts? How much doesn't count? What matters? What doesn't matter? And and I think there's something to be said for that. For me. Don't they do this every year? (laughs) Just about. Yeah. Yeah, They did the field day two years ago with Vic. And then Vance Joseph would kind of, at least once he just said, okay, we're going to do walkthrough today. Mm -hmm. I think Kubiak did a walkthrough as well. Yeah, no big there thing. was like a barbecue or maybe that was training camp. I think um, they yeah. mix them and then they just like post a bunch yeah. of pictures. Oh, like family barbecue. trains like 23s in a row and never, <laughs> yeah. we get some good content out of it. Yeah, and yeah, Kubiak would do family barbecues. They'd have a light practice and then they all the, the wives and spout and, and significant others and kids would come over and they just have fun. I mean, yeah, you can't here, be having fun in football. Here's where it comes down to to me. You guys remember the last day of school, right? Mm hmm. So what you could have done that day is hammered in some algebra two, right? Mm-hmm. But what happens? You have a field day or you go on a field trip or you go somewhere, you do something fun. You sign, you know, you sign yearbooks, you do all that stuff. Could you have dialed in like a little more algebra, tru- algebra two? Probably. 
But here's my question. Do you actually remember it when you come back for the first day of school next year? That's what I'm saying. No. No. No, you, you don't. You never remember the no. thing you learned the last week of school the year before because, first of all, you weren't focused in the first place, which you can maybe make the case that professional athletes should be more focused than 13-year-olds. <laughs> but you, when you go – like, whatever they could have done today, let's say they could have, you know, installed a couple plays on offense, they're going to have to re-go over them the first day of training camp. Right. Yes. Guaranteed. They, they absolutely will. Now, the counter to that – is what would Peyton Manning do? What would Peyton Manning say? Now, I'm sure he's had a couple field days in his past, but we know Peyton wasn't even willing to give up a single snap in practice to Brock Osweiler. You think he's okay with just riding away an entire practice? I think if it was Peyton's choice, probably not. And I think a good place to start when you make any decisions in football is WWPD. What would Peyton do? And is Pey- so if Peyton's on this team, is he overriding Vic? He may be. No, I got to think that he has had a couple of these in the past, right? I like to imagine Vic or like <laughs> one of Vic's assistants comes in and is like, boys, practice is canceled. And Peyton's like, we'll see about that. <laughs> He's like, listen, if any of you want the ball at any time this season, you will be here today practicing with me on the backfield. Did you see uh, how the how the Broncos announced that practice was canceled with no. Justin Simmons? He had a little he he did a oh, selfie. And, that was how they announced it. Yeah. And, yeah. And oh, you mean how the Broncos team account right, announced right, it right, to the right, world? Yeah. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Yes. Yes. And and Vic said practice. What is practice? No practice. What if Peyton was you know walking up behind him and says. No, we're practicing. we're practicing. <laughs> <laughs> or if like Peyton just happened to be there that day and you see him in the back, just rolling <laughs> right, his eyes. Right. Man, that would be great. Um, he is in the Broncos facility all the time. Yeah, this is yeah. like, um, once you followed the team closely enough, long enough, you start to realize there's just these cycles that mm-hmm. happen and like, this is a big day for radio guys. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> the the field they day were... debate, that's a big one. That's, you know, circled <laughs> on the calendar. They actually probably knew about this early in the week, started preparing takes. They've got yep. all sorts of stuff yep. ready for uh, for field day. So they had the, they had their takes ready two years ago. Yeah, exactly. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. You're you're just recycling what you put out there a couple of years ago when they were coming off of six and ten. It's yeah. easy. I mean, it, it's going to be warmed over. And when they do this again next year, no matter who the coach is, no matter who the quarterback is, it's going to be the same stuff over and over. Unless, of course, they just had a, a great season in 2021. They'll be like, okay, yeah, they earned this day off. You know when you go to, like, a Nuggets game or something and they do, like, some bits and you're yep. like, they did this the last game. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. you think to yourself, like, do people with season tickets just do the <laughs> same thing over and over and over again? And uh, that's we have season tickets to Broncos coverage. We yes, just, we do. Yes, we just watch we do. the cycle turn. And I think we're part of that because I think we have the same response. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Is there uh, Nuggets mascot Rocky? Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. his birthday happens like four times a season. <laughs> what? Well, you know, uh, mountain lion years are different than human years. <laughs> I oh, guess so. Are they? <laughs> do yeah, they have, have a different calendar? I mean, I know maybe it's like if it's like dog years, it's seven for every human year. But if they're not on a different calendar, you still only have the one birthday. But well, what's crazy, though, <laughs> is his birthday always falls in Nuggets season. What and I always th- on the day of What I actually game. think is it's not that he has multiple <laughs> birthdays per year. It's that his birthday just falls on a different day every year. Oh, you know, no. whatever day they don't have anything else. Exactly. <laughs> when I was a kid, that was that was my birthday party every year was to go to Rocky's birthday mm. um, because they they used to do them similar times and it was right around my birthday. Yep. And it was great. 
because like all the mascots come and they do like cool things. It was great until they moved it to like the middle of July and, and your your family's like, no, we're going to celebrate your birthday in July. And you're like, no, 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 we're not doing that. I've always thought I, I was, I should have had a summer birthday because I always forget to ask for golf things for my birthday mm, because it's in March and the season cold. hasn't started yeah. yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's, I'm, I thought that was going to last longer. I'm, I'm glad we, uh, we all got past that with uh, minimal takes. Uh, let's jump into a more overarching off-season OTA uh, minicamp discussion here. I just kind of want to get a feel of where everything stands right now. So let's just start with the obvious one, the quarterback competition. Um, and Mace, I'll start with you. <laughs> Forgetting what Vic said about 2 to 3%, or you can, you can factor it in whatever you want, but where does it stand right now? Is there a leader? Is it too close to really announce that there's a leader? Do you think that, do you think that like Drew Locke took the first snap of OTAs? Does Teddy Bridgewater get the first snap of his training camp? Did he do enough for that? I don't think that matters okay. at all. Well, now, I think if, if there's a leader, I'm going to read between the lines of some things that Pat Shermer said yesterday when he was asked about Teddy and then he was asked about Drew. And with Teddy, he kind of dove into some specifics about what about you know what he was doing, how he'd kind of grown from where he was uh, in Minnesota when they worked together. With Drew, it was just it was not as expansive of an answer; it was more generalities. And then later on, when Shermer talked about things he's looking for in terms of evaluating the competition, he talked about the hard data, completions, interceptions, touchdowns, etc. But then he talked about the mistake factor. who, Which quarterback makes less mistakes? And if there are mistakes, are they catastrophic or are they not? And when I heard that, I thought, in his clubhouse, Teddy's the leader. Mm. His clubhouse is important. Yes, because I think Vic is going to lean very heavily on what Pat Shermer thinks. As he probably should, being the offensive coordinator, since he trusts him to be the offensive coordinator. And, and, and And I totally agree with what you said, Mace. Now, to me, Ryan, I stand at the exact same place that I was entering this offseason program, and that is a slight edge to Teddy because they brought him in, because Drew wasn't good enough to, to be the only starter, that I was given Teddy that slight edge for also the reasons of, in the past, he's protected the ball better than Drew. That's something that's going to be important. He has the connections with George Payton. George Payton brought him in. Vic Fangio, we know at times, w- w- was pretty harsh on Drew last year and Pat Shermer as well. So for, for those reasons... Everything I saw this offseason didn't change any of that. What I saw was we saw five practices. Teddy Bridgewater was the better quarterback in three of those. Drew Locke in one of them, and the one that he was a better quarterback, by far and away better, certainly. So that really closes that three-to-one gap there. And then they had a push in the first practice. So to me, the three-one-and-one is actually pretty close uh, Mm. uh, of a scoreboard. But slight edge to Teddy, that's why he had the slight edge coming in, and he keeps that slight edge entering training camp. Does he take the first snap? No, I don't think he does. Okay. Right. <laughs> to me, that tells me that they still want Drew to, to okay. get this thing. Okay. So how important is the very first snap of training camp? Because the very first snap of OTAs, like you said, it went to Drew. The first snap of mandatory mini camp went to Teddy, mm. I think. But then it was flipped the other way the next day. 
I think, I don't know. I mean, if they're really going 50-50, it's not going to matter. It might as well be a coin flip. And they did truly go 50-50 this offseason in terms of snaps and seven-on-sevens and team. It was nearly the exact same number of snaps. And even, like, it, within a practice, I know people would say, oh, well, this guy got more reps against the ones. This guy got more reps against the twos. But they were shuttling guys on the first and second team defense. I mean, you saw... First team linebackers in with the second team, second team in with the first team. You saw Teddy get some reps uh, against the twos yesterday, and then Drew getting reps in seven on seven against the twos. I mean, there's a lot more variability with what they're giving them within a practice than I think is being presented by a lot of people. Hmm, very interesting. If I I were a coach, if I were a coach, I wouldn't do it this way. This like 50-50 true, just stick with it 50-50 the whole way. Would you ride a wave? Yeah, exactly. If one guy starts pulling away, he's starting to get more. Away. And the other guy is going to have to do unseat him. You know, mm-hmm. whoever's the leader is going to have to be unseated. It's not going to be, all right, well, Teddy won today. Let's see what happens tomorrow. Oh, Teddy won again. All right, well, let's see what's happening tomorrow. Like, if someone's pulling away, start feeding them more. Because, again, you, each rep is valuable. Peyton will tell you that. So, Coach RK, you canceled. You, you had field day today just like Vic. Uh, would you have handled mandatory minicamp the same way as Vic, where it was 50-50 and, and this offseason? Or yes. when do you start? Okay, so training camp is when you start doing that. Yeah, because I agree with Vic. With Vic. It kind of goes back to my what I was saying. Like This is like an old school year. The new school year starts – first day of training camp all of that matters a lot more this was like Shelby told us a way to work on what you're not good at Mm -hmm. and then once you get to training camp obviously you're still working on those things but now you're really in a competition now there's no time we don't have time for you to figure out your footwork we've got a season to prepare for so this was you know sharpen the tools talk to the coaches be in front of them get a little plan together I I guarantee you they you know they told Drew okay if you're going to win the job, these are the things you need to work on over the next, what is it, two months? Yep. Uh, they're, they're saying you've got 60 days to really get this stuff dialed in. And if you do and you come back and you are making that read or what, whatever it may be, then you have a much better chance of winning this job. So this was like a, a tune-up is what I would call it before the real thing starts. Right, and one thing that I really want to see is them take that approach or at least take an approach where they're okay naming a starter once they see it. Because one thing that I think we're going to see is... This is my least favorite take of yours. (laughs) Not that I don't believe it, I just hate it. We're going to see either... We're probably going to see one of these guys start to take off. And if they keep holding the competition back at 50-50 for practice after practice after practice, for preseason game after preseason game, then what are we doing here? And I just feel like that's what NFL coaches do typically. They draw these things out as far as possible. Remember, what year was it? Uh, Many years ago where there was a a competition at guard, and they drew the thing out so long that they just started rotating guard. That's terrible. Zach asked Vance Joseph about this every (laughs) single day. Hey, offensive line rotation helped in the Super Bowl year. Yeah, and sometimes it, some, yes. yeah, sometimes it works. <laughs> yes. Sometimes it's what you have to do. But I'll say this. You go back to 2017, the Simeon Lynch competition. They decide to wait until after the second preseason game to decide. 
but we all knew. So why didn't they make yeah. the decision when they knew? Because that's what I'm saying. When they know, make per, the decision. Per the perception of fairness to both parties. But I don't care about fairness. They're both getting paid millions of How dollars. How many times have we said the NFL isn't fair? It, yeah, we know. Yeah, but it's not fair because of circumstances beyond your control. At least this one, you you say, all right, we're gonna have them start each start one game. One's gonna start in Minnesota. One's gonna start in Seattle. Even if you have an idea, just let it play out until it's done, and then at least, and then at least you can go to to whoever loses the competition and say, "Well, you had your shot." You get if if you don't do that, if you if you call it off early, then you don't do that. Boo! Call it off right oh. when you know. Heck, now again, we don't know who's better right now, but let's say Drew stole the show this off season. I'd be pounding the table to, to call it off now yes. if it was that obvious. And that's what I'm saying. If they're not sure, then yeah, let them both start a game and see where you're at there. But if you know, just make the decision. Because if you don't, you're hurting your team. You're hurting your offensive line. You're hurting your wide receivers. You're hurting everything about your team. You need to get the chemistry in as quick as possible so that you're still not figuring it out when week five comes around, guys. You, you need that as quick as possible. And inevitably whether it's us or a coach or a player is going to make that excuse in week three (laughs) when they have a third and four and you know the game is on the line they don't complete it they're gonna say you know well it's tough when you go back to training camp and you're splitting reps and blah blah, blah, oh that's a load (laughs) of crap i'm sorry it's gonna happen it's going to happen and it's garbage now here's kind of an extreme example but Kurt Warner didn't need to be getting first team reps to go out there and flourish in week one. Yep. Yeah, Doug he, Williams didn't need it to flourish in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, he was splitting time with Jay Schrader all year. I mean, if you're if you're good if you're good, you're good. And and missing those reps isn't going to mean the difference. But the perfectionists out there would tell oh. you it is. Peyton yeah, Manning Peyton would, tell would tell you tell it you. does. <laughs> That's what. That's the approach Drew should take. You should take the approach of when when it's it's Teddy's turn. He's like, no, stay on the sideline. I need these reps. <laughs> At least try it, right? Right, right? Especially if the job is slipping from you and you know it. Kind of reminds me of like yeah. when you're watching The Bachelor and some girl like goes in for more time, with, and they're <laughs> yeah. like, that she's not allowed yeah. to do that. And it's like, what are yeah. the there's rules here? Yeah, there's no rules. There's no the rules. Teddy, Drew can wave off Teddy. <laughs> and then sometimes you see the girls that are like, no, I need more time. You're not Teddy. You were just with him. But then you also see the girls that are like, okay. okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you got to see if Teddy's got the backbone. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Teddy would have the backbone? Yes. Yeah, I think so too. That would be interesting. <laughs> it really would be. We need, like, we've seen wide receiver wide receivers fighting each other we've Mm -hmm. seen wide receivers fighting corners we've seen plenty of offensive and defensive linemen fight we need a quarterback 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 (laughs) and brett brett's probably jumping on drew's side they're they're good buddies yeah is there Mm -hmm. there's no other guys these days no that's it that's it case cook has lasted like 72 hours yeah the only one that got cooked was him They (laughs) they just wanted to get his uh his input on the Giants playbook. Yeah. Well, actually, John Elway, it was John Elway's recommendation. He thought it was Case Keenum. Oh. <laughs> Wait, Keenum or Keesum? Keesum. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yes. <laughs> God. So, guys. Maybe I should have a jersey made up that says Keesum instead of Keenum. Oh, man. 
That'd be you know, good. He, uh, it would have been better if he ended up being good. Right, exactly. You know how bad Case Keenum was or how know. nondescript he was? There isn't even a Case Keenum bobblehead as a Bronco that you can find. Wow. Trevor Only... Simeon got a bobblehead. Well, he was the starter did. for Of course he did. Brock two Osweiler years. got a bobblehead. He was part of a Super Bowl team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, that's bad. So, guys, who, who's going to get the bobblehead this year? Right now, end of the offseason, who's the starting quarterback week one? I'm still, I'm still leaning Drew. Okay. Um, I, I just, I think the perception that they want it to be Teddy, I think is off. Okay. Uh, okay. I think they want it to be true. And I think they want it to be Teddy. So yeah, I'm going to no. stand where, where I was, like I said, nothing this off season has, has swayed me one way or the other. I'm sticking with, I think it's going to be Teddy. Yeah. And it was interesting when you kind of broke down the day by day of the quarterbacks. I don't think the gap on Monday between Drew and Tret Teddy was as great as some think in part because it was a day for Drew to kind of focus on what he you knew he could do, what his what was already in his skill set. But there at least but one of the OTA days when Teddy and Drew were together, it there was a big gap with Teddy ahead of Drew. And then just hearing Shermer yesterday talk about kind of what he's looking for in the competition, I would actually I'd be surprised if it's not Teddy in week one. Of these two. Oh, if Aaron Ro- if Aaron Rodgers is in is in the chat, then it's a completely different landscape. Obviously, well, of course, yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. And then the question is: Are they trading trading Teddy or are they trading Drew? Well, I mean, if you're the Packer, I love the Jordan Love. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I he lit it up apparently last in one week practice. Of their <laughs> yes, Paxton Lynch won some practices too. Yep, thirteen for thirteen, twelve yes. for twelve. Yeah, thirteen yeah. for in thirteen in Santa Clara. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God, Lynch in the red zone. Great. And then he went out in the game and laid a Tyrannosaur egg. Yeah. Bummer. Um, <laughs> he could still be the quarterback now for, like, the next 12 years. I just keep going back to who calls the final shot here. It, to me, it should be George Payton. Mm. And in that case, I think that he wants Drew. Okay. Because what – I don't know. I keep going back and forth, but what benefit do you have of starting Teddy Bridgewater this year other than it helps Vic save his job? Yeah, that's it. And, and that's why I think... In, in, the, in a, the good scenario. Right. Because in, in, if Drew starts and plays well, then Vic definitely keeps his job. Right. Yes, he does. He does. And so why George would maybe want Teddy because it's a limited ceiling but a higher floor is to just not start his tenure uh, with mm-hmm. a bad record. Uh, so that would be a reason why. Also, I think he's going to want to give Vic the benefit of the doubt with everything. So he's yeah. given him all the pieces on defense so far needed to succeed. He's given him Teddy. And that's why I think the decision's going to come down to Vic because maybe next year George would make this decision. But I think this year he's going to say, Vic, this is all on you. Mm. This is your audition, so I'm going to give you every every tool you need to make the decision. And the other thing is, with Peyton, what if he does not view Teddy as a guy who has a low ceiling? What if well, he views... Br- wrong. It's scary. He, <laughs> he drafted Teddy. He saw that the Vikings were headed in the right direction with Teddy as quarterback before I mean, he, before he like had talking- that injury. I mean, and even Bridgewater spoke of the injury that he had last year in Carolina... The 16 starts before that, some in New Orleans, some in Carolina. 23 touchdowns, 10 picks, a rating just a notch under 100. What if Peyton views Bridgewater, maybe not as a guy that has a stratospheric ceiling, 
But of, as a guy who has a ceiling where, yeah, I can win with him. How do you like Tyrod? short and medium term. How do you like Tyrod Taylor? And I know we've oh. talked about him in a similar example. Right. Tyrod Taylor can get you to the playoffs. He can get you. What were the Bills that year? Nine and seven or ten and six? Nine yeah. and seven. They, yeah. they weren't thirteen and three. The Bears got to the playoffs with Mitchell Trubisky, and that's the, where I think the key thing is: if Bridgewater is look, if Bridgewater is the quarterback, this team I think is going to the playoffs. Well, then he should be the quarterback. Ten or ten or eleven wins, a soft schedule certainly helps make that possible. A soft schedule in particular early allows you to build some confidence. That being said, it would be key for the Broncos to not get fooled. I've made this example before, but Jacksonville got fooled by Blake Bortles in 2017, and they gave him a two-year extension. And next thing you know, they're declining, and they're in, and they're in the tank. But Buff- you were, you Buffalo just, didn't get fooled by Tyrod. You were just making the, op- the, the opposite yeah. argument. You were huh. saying... You were saying the reasons for George Payton staying with Teddy for, for a long time. I'm saying that he no. I'm saying he might. It's possible that as someone who someone who drafted Bridgewater saw what kind of quarterback Bridgewater was becoming in Minnesota, he may have a different view of Bridgewater and his ceiling than the general football cognoscenti does. Cognoscenti does. Okay, that's the thing. I think if the Broncos are smart, if they play Teddy and he has a Teddy-like season, don't get fooled. Don't be the Jaguars with Bortles. Be the Bears with Trubisky this past year. Be the Bills with Tyrod Taylor in 2017 and understand that, okay, we got to the playoffs. That's great, but this isn't good enough. We may even have to take a step back to make a leap forward and go perhaps in the next year's draft class, and, of course, that might take a trade-up to get the guy you want, but if you identify that guy as someone with a high ceiling, you need to go ahead and do it. Could you imagine so, if the Broncos get a quarterback that takes them to the playoffs is average, just average, not anything good, and they move on from him from everything they've done these past few years? That's why it is a little scary of a territory with Teddy because mm-hmm. it's not like he has another year on his deal where you can say, let's just work through this. You may be signing him to a three-year, $60 million contract after this if you want to keep him around. It it, it does get uh, a little scary. And that's where you, you also say, okay, you're looking at the value of the player. and We did that with Joe Flacco and Case Keenum. Exactly. We looked at you values, and that was Exactly. Bad. You don't want to make that mistake of paying a significant amount to a guy who is mid-tier to lower mid-tier. Now, at least with Drew Locke, if he has that type of lower mid-tier season— you can say, well, he did get a little bit better from the previous year, and he's cheap, but I don't think that keeps you from from diving into the quarterback market next year. But if it's Teddy and the options are go into next year's draft, trade up, and try to get into the into the Rattler, Howell, Slovis, Malik Willis, whatever conversation, or pay sick pay twenty million a year to Teddy. You got. I think you got to go in the draft. You have so, to think of it in terms of overall team building here. Yeah, I think where we disagree the most here is you said you think that the Broncos are a playoff team with Teddy. I think the only way the Broncos make the playoffs is if Drew Locke is a starter and takes a step forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Teddy's getting him there, and I certainly don't think Drew playing anywhere near the way he did last year is getting him there. But the step forward for Drew would mean his production in terms of efficiency would be similar to Teddy. Well, I mean, he's already thrown more touchdowns last season than Teddy has in his whole career. But we're talking about completion percentage. We're talking right. about about actually even running because Teddy's a better runner than Drew. Yep. 
I mean, it's the, it's the whole the, the QBR. It's the, the entire package, not just touchdown, not just that one stat. And Teddy wears two gloves. Drew only wears one sleeve. God, the two gloves <laughs> is such a bad look. Well, yeah. Peyton did it. No, it, only when it was cold. Like the two gloves literally looks like he's about to take a pie out of the oven. <laughs> What's wrong so with you, that? Safety first, doesn't it? Doesn't it kind of play into? His style of uh, being somebody who takes care of the ball, protect you know, kind yeah, of protects things. I guess he's got he's he's top ten in, among quarterbacks the last four years in uh, in interception giveaway rate, whereas Drew is in the bottom twelve. I mean, safety first, right? Yeah, take care of the ball. I, I mean, what like it looks like I'm, he's gonna pull my wisdom teeth. <laughs> um, I I'm just of the belief of. And I, and I realize that certainly Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer aren't going to think this way, but creeping along and maybe barely, you know, getting over 500 with Teddy or swinging for the fences with Drew. And if you fail miserably, that you're the worst thing that happens is you have a better chance of getting a new quarterback. That makes so much sense to me. It but again, my job's not on the line. Right. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. It, it makes a lot of sense from that perspective. It's just not going to happen. I mean, Vic, Vic Patton, I'd say the entire staff is not just the two of them. And it's possible that any change might even blow out some really good coaches on the staff. And you to know. me, George Payton should be thinking the way that I'm thinking. Of course, six-year contract. He yes. should be thinking of the future. Because, but, he, yeah. but he drafted Teddy. Again, that matters too. <laughs> this, t- this has so much... John Elway saying Joe Flacco's in his prime energy to it. <laughs> right. Yep. And Teddy's been better the last couple of years than Joe Flacco was for the four before he came here. He's yeah, we'll see what objectively happens. Objectively better. You know what's you know what's weird is you have Carolina move on from Teddy for a guy that was just as bad as Drew. Yeah. Yeah. They're gambling on does upside, that, does that which is what the Broncos should be doing. But Rule isn't coaching for his job. No, yep, exactly, and that's right. a, it's a bad thing about lame duck head coaches. And you also wonder if Carolina isn't waiting out Deshaun Watson to see if those things get cleared up when they try to bring him back to the Carolinas. Yeah, Miami will probably be in play too once Tua falls flat on his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a bad day this as week. Hard as this yeah. week, yeah. Yeah. We have four interceptions and seven on seven. I think it was five. It was five. <laughs> Don't worry, Patrick Mahomes had four interceptions in one practice, hey. and that was at that's the same not, point. That's different than one seven on seven period. That was Does at Tua the, have Mahomes' arm. That was at the same point that uh, Case hadn't thrown one. (laughs) Yep, all training camp. Oh, yeah. And then he goes out in the regular season opener and can't throw down the seam to save his life. I'll never forgive (laughs) Case Keenum for making us look so dumb because he really was incredible in training camp. He was, yep. Yep. The ball's not hitting the ground. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember he dropped one in, like, right over Chris Harris's head, yep. and Chris was like, man, if he's throwing like this, we're going to be real good. <laughs> uh, narrator. He wasn't. Throwing. He did not throw like that. <laughs> uh, we got a super chat here. Let's get to that from Blake. Shout out to RK and Hank for letting me fan out and get some selfies at the DNVR bar a couple weeks ago. Y'all were awesome. Cheers from Texas. Cheers, nice. Blake. Thanks Love for coming it. through. Anyone, honestly, if you come through and you come say hi, you yeah. want to take pictures, you want to do whatever, like, you know, hit us up. Absolutely. Yes. And, uh, man, yes, the bar is a different vibe than it was a couple weeks ago, man. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. It's and mellow. You know, yeah, it is quite, quite mellow. But we've got some cool events that we're going to do throughout oh, the summer. Yes, we get do. people. 
an excuse to come on down here and hang out. There is a team called the the Rockies that are, that are still playing. They're awesome at home. The who now? Yeah. Three. Yeah. little sweep over yes. the Padres. Yes. How about that? They've what, won 10 of their last 12 at Coors Field? Yep. Yep. The problem is the road, but hey, they're not the Diamondbacks on the road. Drew's advice to me was just only watch the home games, and it'll be a pretty fun fan. There experience. we go. They'll be a playoff team. Yeah. You're keeping your customers happy. That's the thing. If you're if you're gonna be bad, you'd rather you obviously rather be bad on the home on the road than at home. At least give the people who are paying to watch you a good time. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Yeah, good for them. Um, we have some people in the comments asking how they can get you guys to answer their questions. Is it through the live stream or is it through another podcast do you want to explain that for yeah so we answer all of the questions uh on the podcast half of the podcast so we obviously start here and then we also put this side on the podcast and then we finish with the second half of the show uh just in podcast form that's where we get to everyone's questions the reason why we don't answer many in this first segment is because then we'd just be answering questions uh, (laughs) the whole time so uh leave your comments in the podcast section of the website uh, and we will always get to them. Yes, we will. Go to thednvr.com, click on podcasts at the top, scroll down, click on Broncos podcast, click on the first podcast that comes up, scroll to the bottom of that page, and a comment section will pop up. But, you know, if you ask a good enough question, we might get to it here. <laughs> exactly. Also, don't be mean. If you are being mean in the chat, I will put you in timeout or block you. Our chat is... For everyone to enjoy, no one to feel like they have a stupid question. So please just be nice in the chat. Don't piss off Allie. <laughs> Trust me. Um, hey. All right. Let's get to our DK pick of the week. And then on the other side, I want to talk about some of the other position battles. Some of the maybe like I want to see how your outlook has changed on this team over the last couple of weeks. I'm going for my DraftKings pick of the week. I'm going to the Milwaukee Bucks to win the series. Whoa. I'm going to be pulling for mm. Shelby Harris. I know they blew it last game, but give me the Milwaukee Bucks plus 185 to win this whole thing. Interesting. Well, win the series against the Nets. Nets just they have too much too much stuff going on. I just feel like they're so talented. They are. They are. All right. I'm taking uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning to win tonight in 60 minutes. Mace is Um, a fan of that. I hope you're right on that. Yes. I I bet you do. You're betting against uh, Semyon Varlamov, who's been pretty good this postseason. Actually, I'm changing that up. I'm going to just take the money line. (laughs) It's not that bad of a a value change here. So I'll take my – it's plus 122 on the 60 minute, minus 137 on the money line. Yeah, I like it. Give me the money line just in case they score a late one to send it to OT. Interesting. I, I, th- I think it's – I like your boldness, Zach, going with the uh, – The Bucks. Going with the Bucks in that series. Um, I'm, I'm not sold on the Hawks, even though they had the, the comeback last night. Uh, 76ers, they're plus 130 to win the series. I'm going to take the Sixers. Yikes. They're mm. so choky. Yes, that certainly last yeah. night. I, I two nights in a, two games in a row they've yep. choked. Yeah, yep, exactly. Last night was just worse. How much uh, of the truth is Trey Young? He's amazing. Yeah. Incredible you know, 2 minutes. I mean, just uh, he's though that quick guard that can shoot. There's I think about 3 of them. Yep. Trey, Dame, and Steph. Yeah. Obviously Steph is the best than Dame, than Trey, but, like, when you have to guard a guy 
35 feet away from the basket <laughs> and he's also faster than your whole team yeah. it just makes everything so difficult how do good college shooters fall in the draft like steph and trey size do we have to do this for every know, sport? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Dame also was, you know, I think yeah. fourth or yeah. sixth overall. Yeah. yeah. Just pathetic. Also, uh, two of those three were small school guys. Shouldn't matter. Uh, Shouldn't matter. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. But then you have your gymmers. Right. Who, yes, you do. You know, <laughs> you never do. made it. <laughs> All right. Um, what else do we have to talk about here? We've got to tell you about Hassle Cattle Company. And guys, we have put our stamp on this damn good beef because we've brought it in to the DNVR bar. And I'll tell you what, I saw someone get just the patty at the bar a couple of weeks ago, and it looked so <laughs> good. Just imagine putting that with some cheese and some toppings, just how good that is. And it truly is the best damn burger you can get. In fact, Shelby Harris gave it his stamp of approval last week, said it was incredible. And One we bite, all, and he said, oh, my God, this is good. <laughs> yes, and then he finished the whole thing oh, because yeah. it was so good. Almost got a second, and it's that good. And you can even have it in your house. You can get it delivered straight to your door with Hassel Cattle Company at an affordable price, too, because they call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu because it's something that every person can afford. And, guys, they've got a deal right now. Buy three, get one free on their flank steaks. They do more than just patties. You get flank steaks. They have uh, they, they have so many other things as well. I love the jerkies as well, guys. Mm. Extremely good quality jerky. And if you use the code DNVRFLANK, D-N-V-R-F-L-A-N-K, you get those three, buy three, get one free flank steaks over at Hassle Cattle Company. Use the code DNVR10 for 10% off. And of course, every order over $200 gets you free shipping. So a lot to check out over at Hassle. I made uh, I made some Hassle Cattle Burgers myself the other night. Mm. Um, Better than the bar? No, I mean, you can't beat Ricky, our cook down in the bar. But I will say I, I gave him a run for his money based on my toppings. I went... So first of all, you got to take out the, the the thing that goes over the grill, so you know you can keep the fats up. Okay. I don't know what you call those. A grill mat, I okay. guess is what it would be called. Threw them on there. Threw some onions on there, and then once once the you know beef starts to cook a little bit, you slide them over and then put the onions into the fat. Ooh. Grill wow. them up on there, and then the trick to all great burgers or brats in this case, as we learned a few years back. Hawaiian bun. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Are you they the using are they using it. Hawaiian buns down here at the DMVR bar? No, but they have like a I don't know what, what you would call it. It's a sweeter bun. Yeah. Okay. Similar idea. Yes, yes. But it's not a King's Hawaiian. No, it is not King's Hawaiian like our friends at uh, the doghouse. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's amazing. Yes, yeah, so Zach and I would go there and put about six thousand calories oh my down. Gosh, so good. <laughs> I'm dying now. Yeah. Yeah, but of course, yeah, Hassle Cattle, you can almost make it as good at home as you can <laughs> here. And I already told you guys, I made the New York strip best steak I've ever had in my life, regardless of where it was. Incredible. Yes. Incredible. Uh, also got to tell you about our friends at, at uh, Strava Craft Coffee. Uh, another thing that we have here at the DNVR bar that you can come down and get anytime. We have the cold brew on tap, but you can get it in all sorts of different ways uh, on their website. And you can get it sent straight to your door every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks when you sign up for a Strava subscription, 
Use it once and get 25% off with the code DNVR. Then set up for your subscription and you'll get 20% off every single time after that. Check out Strava Craft Coffee. Also check out DNVR. If you want to comment on our podcast, become a DNVR member. And that means you can go right into the comment section, share your thoughts. We'll get to as many of them uh, as we can on a daily basis. If you're a member also, you can come on down the DNVR bar and get a big beer for the price of a small beer to go along with that Hassel Cattle Company Wagyu beef burger. You're also gonna get you're also gonna get access to our dis to our Discord. So you're gonna be able to chat about your favorite Denver sports teams without dealing with a lot of the crap on social media. Boy, I mean, there's just I'm just seeing some of the responses to the uh, take about hey, it's not a bad thing the Broncos are having a field day out there. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to deal with stuff like that over. In the Discord, you get extra raffle tickets uh, for raffles here at the DNVR bar. If you're a member, you can join the DNVR Golf League. And, of course, you can read our content, read everything that Zach and I wrote from minicamp, as well as what we're going to be cooking up here over the course of the next few weeks. Zach and I are going to have our eyes forward to the 2021 season, tell you some things to look for in training camp and the regular season, what the Broncos need. I'm going to have a series of numbers the Broncos need to reach. If you want to check that out, become a DNVR member. You get a free DNVR t-shirt from the DNVR locker. If you become a member, you get discounts in the DNVR locker. So on t-shirts alone, the membership might pay for itself. So come on, join the family, be part of DNVR today. Gary here with a great comment. Go Broncos, number one. There we go. Hey, love it. Hey, number hey, one. And shout out to Higher Learnings. We see it, and we love that you're leaving comments. Love it. All right. I want to ask you guys a question. He also said, by the way, he used to party with the grandson of the owner of King's Hawaiian Bread. Wow. How about, How about that? that? I love that. That's, that's a connection right Some there. Some tasty parties, I'd say. Honestly, yeah. no other roles should even exist. No. It should no, be it a should, monopoly. It should be that. <laughs> All right, uh, I want to ask you guys this. Over the last, what, 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 how many practices? Five. five that we, or, yeah, five we've seen. Your expectations for the Broncos went up, went down, or stayed the same? They went up. And, and the reason for that is I, I've been impressed and liked what I've seen overall from the quarterback position and from the defense. This defense should be as good as it is on paper, guys. And I've just loved what I've seen from the secondary, loved what I've seen from Pat Sertan, and really liked what I've seen from Ronald Darby. I think he can be the true number two outside cornerback that the Broncos hoped when they got him. And we know if he stays healthy, I think he can be that. And we know that Bryce Callahan can be that. If he stays healthy in the slot, he can be that guy. And then... Fuller should be good, but if he's not, you have Pat Sertan right there. This defense should be really good, and the big reason why is this Broncos need average quarterback play, and I think they can get that, whether it's from Teddy, because I've seen enough from him to say that he can be average, or if Drew is better than Teddy, then it means you're at least going to have that average quarterback play because it means he's better than, than the average Teddy. So I do think that this team ha can do better than I originally thought. I think this team should be pushing for the playoffs in, in late December. Maybe I was just more optimistic coming in, but nothing changed for me as far as my expectations. I thought they were a fringe wildcard team if they got lower mid-tier quarterback play going in. I still feel that way. Part of it is I thought Jerry Judy would look really good coming out there. He did. No surprise that uh, that he's that he's built off of last season. He's learned from his mistakes. If there is kind of a pleasant surprise for me, it is that 
he and Teddy Bridgewater have gotten on the same page so quickly. They don't look like they've only been working together for three and a half weeks. But then kind of the balance of that is right tackle, Bobby Massey's been hurt, Cameron Fleming had really some rough moments. Malik Reed was lighting Cameron Fleming up yesterday at right tackle. So that remains a concern. Um, and even though it's off season, you do see quite a few talented players over there on the side field working out. Mm. So that's a concern too, including Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb and KJ <clears throat> Hamler, two most notable ones. And Bobby Massey's not even out there. Which is, I think that's interesting because I think you were a little more optimistic on the team coming in. You were a little lower, yeah. now yeah. maybe it's even <laughs> yeah. Now exactly. we're, we're at the same level now. Zach is just, I can't believe I'm the optimistic one. Zach has just kind of met me at my level. Now I'm the optimistic one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess that leaves me as the pessimist. <laughs> Where are you? I, I'm in very much, I need to see something mode. Like, I, maybe it's like some scorned lover syndrome, but. I just I have to see I have to see it before I believe it. That's fair. Um, every single year we come in and we talk ourselves into this, that, and the other thing, and then it hits the field. And whether it's injuries like last year or something else, something goes wrong. It starts to spiral out of control, and then it you know the season's gone. Um, I need to see Vic Fangio coach better in early season situations, which has not happened. Um, I need to see one of these quarterbacks actually take the job. I don't want the job to be given to anyone. Mm-hmm. I want the job to be taken. Um, I need. I just. I need to see a lot. I need to see um, a lock. I, <laughs> I. I don't care who it is. I just want someone to take the job. I need to see Bryce Callahan stay healthy. Like you know, you just go down the list, and it's like. I got to see it before I believe it. That is fair. And now with Callahan staying healthy, I think you accept he's going to miss some time. But that's why it's so good that you have Sertan in there because if Callahan misses his usual games, then you're not worried when you've got Fuller, Darby, Sertan as your three corners. And then you hope that Michael O.J. Moody has stepped forward to be the the fourth cornerback in there. Um, The other thing is you mentioned Vic Fangio's slow starts. Well, this is the schedule that should allow him to get a fast start. And not just for him, but for the team as a whole – to get confidence early, get some wins in the bank. Yeah. If they start 3-0, and and I think that is a legitimate possibility, yeah, this team might be right around 500 the rest of the way. They, they could be 3-0, and then they're 7-7 and the rest of the way. 10-7 and is probably getting them in the playoffs, and the confidence they build could allow them to steal a win or two somewhere in the middle of the schedule that – they wouldn't otherwise have gotten. And I think it would, and I think that will at minimum keep hope alive a lot longer in Broncos country rather than this deflating feeling of basically being out of the mix right there in September that they've experienced the last two years. I want to see them win week one, Mm -hmm. like get the season off on a good start. Give people something to believe in hasn't happened. I need to see Von Miller look like Von Miller. Um, There's just so many things where I'm like, if, even 80% of these things happen, mm-hmm. this team should compete for the playoffs. So 0-17 is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just, I want to see... Pat Bowen would never have said that. <laughs> I want to see this team yeah. prove it to me before uh, before they get my sample of approval. Of course, the downside of that is what if they lose that week one game to the Giants? The Giants, in a lot of ways, 
the NFC version of the Broncos. Oof. They're getting guys back from injury. They've got a, uh, if it's Drew Locke for the Broncos, a young quarterback who's trying to find his footing. Yeah, if they lose that week one game, oh boy. I, I mean, mean, we look at how easy this schedule should be. Yeah. But look at it on the opposite side. I if know. they come out and go 0-3 against arguably three of the worst teams in football. Now, I know there's been a lot of change to a lot of those teams, but someone's oh getting fired. my goodness. If they're 0-3, somebody's getting fired on the staff. As they should. I don't think know a lot of is, people are, some... are going to be gone. Yeah. yeah. And that and so I want to believe. Every year I do, you guys know. But I got to see it. I really do. Mm. And, and this, like, <laughs> to make a field day reference – tug of war between Teddy and Drew, which is just like, I'm a little bit worse. No, you're a little bit worse. No, I'm a little bit worse. Like, it's not going to cut it for me. So I want to see someone step up and take this job, and then and then I'll start talking about the playoffs. And then you feel good about it. And I agree, because if someone steps up and takes the job, that's that, that'll that be uh, a, a true guy that everyone can get behind, and then you'll feel, okay, you can at least be average. That's for what the fifth year in a row we're saying all this team needs is average at quarterback and they haven't been able to get that. Okay, quickly let's go just through the other remaining position battles and I just want to see where things stand there. Uh, I want to start, I guess, at running back. I think it's Melvin. He he's leading the way right now. But what's really interesting is Mike Boone is going to be part of this rotation. It's not going to be like Devontae Booker a couple of years ago where Booker got two carries for the whole season. Right. He's going to be part of this. And And a very impressive thing, which has jumped out to me because I expected him to just be a special teams guy, when he's on the field... You can't tell if it's Javante Williams, Mike Boone, or Melvin Gordon. That shows how impressive he's been. So it's going to be a three-headed backfield. Both he and Javante Williams look really good hitting the hole. Like it, it flashes open, they make that uh, one flashes, cut, and then yeah, flash Gordon, and then <laughs> and then they accelerate quickly. It's exactly what you want to see out of it. They're getting they get to fifth gear in a hurry, and you know you can see that from Mike Boone some on the film from him as well when he when he gets a hole and he gets into space. He's able, he's able to have an explosive run. That's why he was averaging north of five yards a carry. I really think this is setting up to where the Broncos don't have to make any move at running back next year. If it goes how they plan, it's yeah. going to be Javante, the number one, and they already have their number two with Mike Boone. And then you draft Love a it. guy on day three to fill out the depth chart. Mike yep. Boone, I like Mike Boone. I'm a, he excites me. Yeah. Denver Boone, right? Yeah, there you go. They thought that they thought they got rid of Denver Boone. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, right tackle. Where do we stand there, Mace? Uh, well, we didn't see much of Massey dealing with injury. Cameron Fleming out there. Quinn Bailey actually got some first-team reps as well Not good over news. the course of a oh, two. <laughs> Isn't Quinn, like, isn't that your favorite band? Is that Quinn? Oh, Quinn 92, yeah. Quinn, 92. Quinn 73, is that the number he yeah, wears? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> no, it's Quinn 75. Oh. Hey. Yeah, he yeah he didn't look great. And then Cameron Fleming, I mentioned earlier, struggled uh, when we saw him out there against Malik Reed yesterday. So I'm I'm still concerned about right tackle. Although I would say from what I have seen from Fleming and Bailey, Massey, if he gets healthy, he's the guy. You need to start see him amassing yes. plays on the field. <laughs> yes. exactly. And With, he gets back. I think he'll do fine. He's a he doesn't he doesn't take a lot of holding penalties over the years. He's not gonna he's not gonna beat you. Not gonna beat himself. Not gonna beat his team. So it's the biggest concern on the team by a mile. Because if Bobby Massey's out there, you wait, feel comfortable. Bigger than quarterback? Uh, absolutely. 
Uh, absolutely. Wow. Okay. Because I think Teddy Bridgewater, it it worst is the twentieth right, worst as your quarterback emergency parachute. And, yeah, and I think this right tackle position could be the worst in the NFL if it doesn't unfold right. Because when Bobby Mass is out there, I feel comfortable. But guys, the past two years he's been out there half the time. So yeah. what do you have behind him? What, like you said, we haven't seen anything from really anyone. Calvin Anderson's probably the number two right now, and he's off to the side, not working out this week. So that that really, really scares me, guys. And also, it, it goes down to the saying, you know, if they say you have, if you have two players at a position, you don't have one. What happens when you have four players <laughs> at the position? That means you like have negative two. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I it's like a that hell math. Of an equation. <laughs> All right. Um, what else are we looking at here? Punter, punter baby. Oh, punter. punter. A true competition, yeah. as Tom McMahon Tom said. Tom McMahon said it's competition now. That's another thing I yeah. need to see before I believe in this team. Competent special teams. Yeah, he he did say Max Duffy, the undrafted rookie out of Kentucky, who clearly he loves, needs to become more consistent. But Duffy's... He's shown an aptitude for placement punting, specifically to the right. He's kind of doing the things that Tom McMahon wants him to do. The thing is, Sam Martin is more consistent right now. Is it possible, guys, that they carry Max Duffy as a practice squad punter? Bigger practice squads look like they're in play again this year. A practice squad punter with the intention of handing him the handing him the chores when Sam Martin's contract expires. I think that's that's definitely in play and save him two and a half million dollars this year well, if they were to move on yeah. from uh well from Sam this and that's year. the other interesting thing it's yeah two and a half million of, of martin's contract now if you put duffy's contract in for martin's contract the net is about 1.7 million dollars but still depending on other factors that come in if you have to take on a certain big money contract from a quarterback you're looking. You are looking for change in the couch cushions. So you don't to need speak. a punter if you have Aaron <laughs> Yes. And du- I mean Duffy Ray Guy Award winner a couple of years back. You could Martin is a solid punter, but with Duffy, you see the the, the flashes are this guy could be Pro Bowl or an All Pro. Would you rather have Max Duffy or a Duffy Roll? Mm. I go for At, Duffy. Yeah, Roller. right now I would right, too. Right now, but I think you've <laughs> happened upon a potential endorsement possibility for oh, Max Duffy he, yes. if he ends up sticking. In yeah. Madden, ah, sticking because Duffy rolls are sticky. <laughs> I in Madden, I just now. cut my punter, and I was just like, I don't need a punter. I only punted two times all of last season. Oh, my um, God. That is disgraceful. Um, but then the game refused to allow me to just have my kicker play both positions, so it just signed like a 60 overall oh, punter man. for me. <laughs> His did, name's Dom yeah. Maggio. Oh, okay. that's great. Now, Tom McMahon did, did note on Duffy that he is practicing holding as well, and we saw him hold for Brandon McManus all day, I believe on Tuesday. I was really tempted so. to make a Garrett Bowles joke there, but I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I was going to say, I know someone who can help with that. Oh, um, come on. <laughs> I can't do that. Those are off limits now. Um, all right. Corner, is that what you pointed yeah, to? Yeah, corner, because we saw this week when everyone's healthy and out there, Pat Sertan is the one that's on the sideline when they're only going three corners. That doesn't surprise you, though, does it, at no, this juncture? It, it, it doesn't, but what what does still beg the question is, who's it going to be? It's not going to be Bryce, right? He's your star slot guy. Darby's playing really good, guys. He's mm-hmm. playing better than Kyle Fuller. You going to bench Kyle Fuller? I mean... 
After that interview the other day, I'm fine with Man, that. Man, you don't have to be a good quote to be a good corner, though. I know. Oh He's going to let his play do the goodness. talking. But, but is yeah. his play going to be 2018? Because if it's 2018, Kyle Fuller, obviously he's not coming off the field. He'll be the Broncos' best cornerback. If it's last year's Kyle Fuller, uh, he may be the weakest link of those three. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, the way that Pat Sertan moves out there is mystifying. It is. He's so smooth. He's so yeah. fluid. He's so natural. And he's, he's good. He, he's not getting fooled by anything either. And watching him against Judy, you, you think like the the play that they that Teddy hit Judy on yesterday. Sertan didn't really do anything wrong on that play. No. Yep. And he got that, beat twice by Jerry Judy, and he was in the right spot both times. Right. That says that's going to happen. Good offense happen. beats good defense sometimes. But yeah. it says it, it says a lot like about those play about both Judy and Sertan that they can do everything that they can do everything right going against each other. Now, obviously, they know each other well, and then I'd even say kind of a tip of the cap to Teddy because to make that play work, you've got to hit, you've got to get the ball into a precise spot, you got to drop it in there, and he di- and he did that. Yep. So. All right. Good any, for all of them. Any other ones that we need to touch on? Just a shout out to our quarterback, Kendall Hinton. Ah, uh, yes. Kendall Hinton, the the darling yes. of minicamp. Yes. You've heard of training camp darlings? What about minicamp darlings? <laughs> yes. He has a chance to become the training camp darling. Yeah. The Jordan Taylor. I love Kendall Hinton, so I'm all in on so that. So does he have a great nickname, though, like uh, Taylor had Sunshine? Um, Swiss. Swiss Army knife. Oh, okay. mm, I love it. Yeah. Well, Swiss call, do you call them knife or Swiss? Well, Swiss implies like you might have holes in exactly. you. Exactly. I think you got to go. Oh, knife. what if he's finding the holes in the defense? That's in the true. Knife blade. Now that was, and, and that has a little Bronco history because that was a nickname for Steve Watson back in the day was blade, blade is actually blade. pretty, yeah, pretty that's good. good. Blade <laughs> hint. I like it. I'm in on it. I think we uh, just made that a thing. Yeah, we're hinting at something. Yes, nice. All right. <laughs> we are also hinting that that is going to wrap it up for us. No better time to drop the mic than now. Uh, we will finish up on the podcast side of things here in a few minutes, and you'll be able to find that anywhere you listen to podcasts. And like we said earlier, if you want your questions answered, leave them on our website in the podcast section under Broncos Podcast. Just comment on the most recent podcast and we will get to your questions. But for everyone who tuned into this live portion, this was fun, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, before we move on, I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group, where you can get a cleaning x-ray and exam set up, and they'll hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush. Make sure you check them out because they will treat you like family. They are family. They're part of the DNVR family, and they have been for a long time. They supported us through the entirety of the pandemic, which is something that we don't take lightly around here. It really meant a lot. Uh, and, and again, it just goes into the family atmosphere that they have over there. Uh, they're also big Colorado sports fans. They'll come down here to the bar, decked out Navs gear or wherever, or whoever's playing. So make sure you check out Green Mountain Dental Group. Sign up for that cleaning x-ray and exam and get your free Sonicare toothbrush. I mean, they're giving you a free Sonicare toothbrush. Our friends at Gabby Insurance are pretty much giving you free money. So free here's money. how you get that free money. Go to Gabby.com slash DNVR takes you five minutes to enter in information off the top of your head just about uh, you know what what you want to ensure it's very basic stuff and then they get you quotes from over the top 40 insurance providers like progressive nationwide travelers so many more they bring that all to one place 
and they find you the lowest rates possible. And guys, I can almost guarantee you that it's going to save you some money, but likely hundreds of dollars, if not a thousand dollars. We've had people at DNVR save over a thousand dollars by switching over and using gabby.com slash DNVR. So make sure to do it before you'll be done with it before the end of this pod. And here's the good thing. There's no downside. Literally the only downside is it takes five minutes out of your day. They're not going to sell your information to anyone. Your information is safe and they're going to get you the best quote for for insurance. So make sure to check them out for car and home insurance over at gabbygabi.com slash DNVR. Also want to tell you about Solace Meds. It's hot out there in Denver and Solace Meds, a premier dispensary with locations in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, Off-Broadway in Denver, and on East Colfax blocks from the DNVR bar. Solace Meds has got some hot deals, including 15% off all gold shelf concentrates, 20% off all Wana tinctures and tarts, 20% off Mountain Select rosin and cartridges, 25% off all Blues Brothers joint packs, 25% off can of gummies, 20% off all Keef Cola products, 25% off all Dixie products, and they're doing weekly vendor pop-ups in June. And if you go on to their Wheat Ridge location, you'll get a free Solace Bar King Cone when you mention the magical code DNVR20 as well. DNVR20 will get you 20% off, but at the Wheat Ridge location, you'll also get a free Solace Bar or a King Cone with that code. So remember, DNVR20 for 20% off, and then that little bit of extra if you go to the Wheat Ridge location. And of course, for Solace Meds, they make your cannabis shopping a breeze. You can order online at solacemeds.com. That's S-O-L-A-C-E-Meds.com. Use that code DMVR20, get 20% off. Make sure you use that so they know that your friends over at DMVR sent you. Solace Meds, four locations, Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, Off-Broadway in Denver, and on East Colfax, not too far from the DMVR bar. All right, let's jump into the questions from the listeners. And Mace, it's right back on your table. Oh, yeah. Count Loculus says, Do you find it particularly odd that a backer called Justin Strenad and his friend OJ Moody are ready to do to you on field things to prove your team's flawed? Nice. nice. I like that. (laughs) Just incredible. Getting a rhyme with Strenad, by the way. Yes. That is impressive. Yes, um, we miss you, Colin Fermolins. Ah, uh, we do. Yes, but maybe, we also love you, Count Lock. Maybe the yeah. Count was Colin Fermolins. Yes. The Count has many different uh, <laughs> yes. personalities. Did I see that Mullins got signed by somebody this week? By the oh, way, oh, he did. Who was, who was that? Oh, was it Philadelphia? Sounds right. Oh, back right. with uh, Skanks. Wait, is Skanks still there? No, he's not. Oh. He's back in San Francisco. Oh, of right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> From Tipsy, it was always going to happen. He was always yeah. going to return to the. Loving bosom of the 49ers and Kyle <laughs> Shanahan. Yes. From She's Tipsy Uncle. On. Okay, never mind. Yeah, stop. <laughs> Zach, can we get a minicamp takeaway video with you wearing your Michael J. Fox slash Marty McFly vest? Oh. I mean, it's Broncos orange, LOL. Thanks for keeping us up to date with the minicamp coverage. Mm, I can do that. Mm. Uh, although a vest in training camp will be tough. Kind of hot. Unless you just go sleeveless vest. Oh, (laughs) I'll do that. Let's go. I love the idea, Tipsy Uncle. From the Chad, if neither Drew or Steady Teddy run away with the QB competition, does that imply their ceilings are pretty similar for this year? I'll start getting nervous if midway through training camp, it's not abundantly clear who the quarterback is. We know Teddy's ceiling, and if Drew is not the clear favorite soon, our QB room is average at best. Average seems like a death sentence to mediocrity. And I could see the front office being content with average quarterback play for years. If Teddy comes in and wins 9 to 10 games, will the front office still be looking to upgrade the QB room next year? Or would that take us out of the hunt for an elite quarterback? 
My hunch is Teddy wins the competition, puts nine to ten wins on the board, and the Broncos run it back at that level for the next five years. Appreciate y'all's thoughts. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like an upgrade this year, but then, uh, but then terrible moving forward. Yeah. I can't get out of my head the Kirk Cousins in Minnesota oh. because that is, you know, that was above average, but that's certainly not top five quarterback play. And not only did they bring Kirk Cousins in. They then signed him to a contract extension. You just hope that George Payton doesn't have that exact same mindset on a quarterback. Biggest mistake you can make is paying elite money to a guy who isn't elite. Yeah. Even if he's above average. Certainly, if he's average, you don't want to do that. See Joe Flacco with Baltimore. But uh, even if he's above average, that can be an anvil on your cap. I mean, we see it with Minnesota. Matt Ryan has had a pretty good career, but look at all the consternation over that contract in Atlanta that they're stuck with right now. Mm-hmm. Elite money for elite quarterbacks, that's fine. Right. Elite money for a guy who isn't elite, that's where yeah. everybody ends up regretting that. Yeah, so I think we all agree with you, the chat. Yes. Yeah. Next one coming in from our guy Garrett, or no, TK Freeze. My boys, I'm catching up on pods and have to disagree with one thing Mace said on Tuesday's pod. First off, Mace is much more intelligent football mind than I, but I disagreed with the notion of being no chance this defense comes close to 2015. I know that defense is all time, but you said you'd take Vaughn six years ago from Vaughn today, but Vaughn today isn't Vaughn from six years ago in this comparison. He's DeMarcus Ware. Vaughn can definitely do what D. Ware did that year. The real question is Chubb. If he's going to live up to his draft expectations, it's take it's going to take over the league. If he does it this year, it could easily be close to what the depth to be what the depth was in the secondary of 2015. And Draymond Jones taking a huge step, which I believe he will. It's closer than I feel like we're di- was discussed, but a lot of things did go that defense's way, so maybe it won't be. But this defense is crazy this year as well. Sorry for the rant. Thanks for reading. I'm I've all about NBA playoffs right now, but <laughs> still listening to the DNBR crew. Yeah, that's a, that's a good take. I get where you're coming from. I'll say this on Chubb, and I did note this in the, in a comment that I had in reply. I don't think he's headed on the, on the type of trajectory that Von Miller is. <gasps> How dare you? Yes, I know. Like, it's sort of the it goes back to the Peter King thing. There's the Hall of Fame, but then there's the Hall of Very Good. I'd say Bradley Chubb is probably on a Hall of very good path. Is he on a track to be in the Broncos ring of fame right now? He's got to have at least one more big season right now. You think only, that's all he needs is one more big to season? To be on track. Oh, okay. not saying he's going to get there. Bradley Chubb. Oh, I mean, he's got a ways to go because look, is Elvis Doomerville on lock for the ring of fame? No, no, he should be. Wouldn't he be in by now if he was a lock? He, he's just, Did he retire. Hitting, he, he, Played till twenty till at least like 2016, 2017, I think. So he's not. I don't think he's hit the point of eligibility just yet. But to me, Doomerville should be a lock, but I don't think he is a lock. And Bradley Chubb has not had the career yet that Elvis Doomerville had. Right. So that's why I'm 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 skeptical right now. And again, part of my argument was. With these great defenses, and the 2015 defense, it was an all-timer. But you go through that D, you go to the Seahawks in 2013, the Bucks in 02, the Ravens in 2000, the Bears in 85. And you look around those defenses, and you see like three Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Keep Tlaib, Vaughn Miller, DeMarcus Ware at the end of the day are going to be Chris Hall Harris. of Famers. Chris yeah. Harris, being an all-decade guy, is probably going to get at least get in the finalist room. And I don't see, right now you see Vaughn Miller, 
and I don't see anybody else that is in that conversation just yet. Justin Simmons? He's got a long ways to go. He's got to start to be in that chat. He's going to have to start stacking up some Pro Bowls and some more All-Pros. Fair enough. But he's at least has the potential. Yeah, he's a Bron- yeah the potential. But he's right now, he's a Bronco, Bronco great, great rather yeah. than a league-wide great. great and all-time great that you're talking about for the Hall of Fame. Totally fair. From Garrett Lind. Lindy? Lind? Lind, like, Lind, like uh, the late Paul Lind. Oh, do you chocolate, guys, right? Do you guys know who Paul Lind was? No. No. That's Lindor chocolate. Oh, oh. Lindor. <laughs> you got, I, I feel so old. <laughs> I mention a name like that, and you're like, oh, I have no clue who he is. He was the center square on Hollywood Squares for a long time. <laughs> Don't know what that is yeah. either. <laughs> I think I remember, like, there's a bunch of faces. And yeah. You and ask and questions, middle, and you have like, to stay. Because he always had some smart some, some smart ass yeah. and borderline salacious thing to say. Mm, okay, all right. He kind of... <laughs> he, he was gay and he really kind of leaned into that persona, even though he, it wasn't, he wasn't like out because it was the seventies and all mm. that, but yeah, he really kind of leaned into that. He There's our he history lesson of it. the day. Yeah. He was hilarious. <coughs> I'll say that. All right. From Garrett. He says, I try to be as positive as possible and I can't stop thinking about this scary scenario where we can't land Rogers or Watson and the QBs we have now end up flopping next year. Ugh. On top of that, after passing on fields, if he turns out to be a franchise QB, then it would just be rubbing salt in the wound. Ugh. I have faith in Teddy and Drew, but I'm not completely confident in them long term. I hope they prove me wrong. What do you think the Broncos would do at quarterback if we are unable to find a franchise quarterback in the next year? I would say draft one, but with our defense, I don't believe we'll have a top 10 pick. Thanks for your thoughts, guys, and I hope you all have a great day. Oh, boy. You know what? I hate to say this, but the name that came up, would be Kirk Cousins. Oh boy, I really don't want that. I, Kirk Cousins, there. Kirk Cousins in draft a pass rusher in round one. I'd be like, no, just trade up, get your quarterback there, get your cost control, get your cost controlled young stud, and see where he goes, and don't pay. $25 million or whatever for Kirk Cousins. The good thing is we have seen George Payton draft two quarterbacks in the first round in the past, or at least when he was with the Vikings. So hope for that. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly what you hope for. Yeah, of course. One was Christian Ponder, bust. One was Teddy Bridgewater, eh. Bust from a Vikings perspective, although there were An other injury things bust. He, yeah, yeah, but there he, were other things. But he, he gets the asterisk. Yeah, definitely. Next one from NZ Zach. There once was a man. Andrew Mason, mm, although he's a Buccaneers patron, he'd run about, scream and shout, I'm a lawnmower 4.0 shaven. Good job. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm happy to hear. That's hey, that's more information than I would usually give, but hey. <laughs> Casper says, fellas, if Rogers comes to Denver, I fully expect him to throw more Hail Marys with the thin mile high air. Rogers to Sutton for the game winner from the 30. Don't mind if I do. How say you? No such thing as a Hail Mary from the 30. <laughs> Everyone has 30-yard plays. But no 70 yards, I think. I think he's talking oh, about his own 30. That, he doesn't have that. <laughs> Who does? Josh Allen? Cordell Stewart. Mm, do you think Drew? Yeah. See, I don't know. I think Drew throws bullets, but he doesn't yeah, have the like, long distance. He doesn't because that would be 30-yard line, line of scrimmage. You're throwing it from the 25 into the end zone. It's like a 77-yard throw. Right, which is the yeah. distance of yeah. Cordell Stewart's right. um, miracle in Michigan. But, you know, that was a young, rocket-armed quarterback. I don't know if A-Rodge yeah. still has 77 <laughs> yards. Yeah. I, think in, in, I think it'd be about his own 45. 
I think that's what. So usually you're thinking about the fifty. Let's just knock it back five yards for the for elevation. I like his it. own forty-five. I think he'd go deeper than that. Okay, but not. But, he's, not <laughs> but it's not just Cortland Sutton though. I mean, Noah Fant I think would be a very good hail mary target. Tim mm-hmm. Patrick, Albert Okwebunam I think could be a really good red hail mary target. Noah Fant. Looks like he's wearing shoulder pads even when he's not. Yes, he does. Yes. He is so <laughs> jacked. It's insane. Huge. Melbourne Bronco says, hi, guys. Quick Q&A for the three or two of you. iPhone or Android? iPhone. 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 Favorite meal? Sushi. Um, Eastern North Carolina pulled pork barbecue. Ice cream. <laughs> Dream car. Um, man. I've always wanted a Rolls Royce. Ooh, I like that. A Rolls Royce that oh. had an electric engine that only had to be recharged every 2,000 miles. So, Why not I mean, 10, it is a dream. It's a dream, all. right? I mean. Oh, dream car. I'm going simple. Jeep Wrangler. Okay. Very Colorado. Yes, yes. Favorite holiday spot. I mean, I'm always in Colorado with the fam, but I'm just using this as favorite vacation spot. Yes, yes, because, because down there, Melbourne, exactly. yeah, um, Cabo, Kiowa Island, South Carolina. Oh my gosh, um, a beach, it's a, a beach, yeah. <laughs> um, D H. We got yes a beach no. at like Cherry Creek Reservoir. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> a beach on an ocean. Mountain um, beach. Designated hitter. Yes. 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 Uh, Universal. For sure. I have changed on this in the last two years. I was no for my entire life. After the 2020 season, I am a firm yes. Universal. Both Don't those. need to see pitchers embarrass themselves at no, the plate. No. Yeah. Have it be fun. Favorite Olympics, winter or summer? Easy. Winter. Summer. Winter. Oh. Easy. Oh, uh, I love the I swimming. I like them both equally. <laughs> the problem is, like, in the winter, it's much more conducive to staying inside and just watching. A lot of that it. is true. That's very, That's very true. The Summer Olympics, it's like there in July. You want to be outside. The Winter Olympics, as an experience, I think is just greater. I'm than picking. Summer. I'm picking summer because I feel like I'm always like it, it. It saves us from having something more than just baseball. Yes, especially this year. Yeah, Thanks I just wish they'd started earlier. I I don't like the fact that the Summer Olympics and training camp go on at the same time. Mm-hmm. In my in my ideal world, the Summer Olympics are starting like July tenth. Yeah, when do and they start? They start like like the twentieth or something. Like That's so long. First, yeah. right at, right like right after the NBA finals. Yeah, because okay. they just managed to squeeze that in. Um. Okay, that was the last one from him. That's good. Next one from Micah Pexa. Uh. There once was a QB named Locke, whose inconsistencies <laughs> gave Broncos fans a shock. <laughs> For every touchdown reception, there seemed to be a couple interceptions. Perhaps he was hindered by the size of his... Bleep! <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was only oh a matter my. of time until someone put Locke with... Uh, yes. I'm, I'm surprised Locke. the word horse didn't make it into this. I know. Mm, good thing. Don't be giving anyone any ideas. He goes on and says, For all the Locke and Bridgewater talk, I'm wondering how Rippin is looking this year. Stop. I like okay. There you go. Yeah, no, seriously, he is. We said Bridgewater, Bridgewater, and Locke are sharing the reps. It's like they're both getting like forty snaps, and Rippin's getting like four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we don't really need to talk about him. And he does look. There's a massive difference between mm-hmm. those two, and then where Brett is. Yeah, Brett doesn't look great. This I actually was commenting to another member of the media that uh, 
Mike Shula 33 years ago when it was apparent he wasn't going to compete in Tampa Bay behind Vinny Testaverde, and then Joe Ferguson was their backup. Uh, Ray Perkins called Mike Shula in and said, look, your future is not as a player and immediately made Mike Shula one of the team's quarterback coaches right there, uh, barely a year removed from being Alabama's starting quarterback. I, I would actually think that that might be a conversation that Mike Shula could have with Brett Rippon, mm. that it may be the point where you think about becoming a coach. And I think he'd be a damn good one. Yeah. Drew, you know, we know what kind of help he's been to Drew Locke, kind of settling him, being – you know, a counselor, mentor, that sort of thing. I, I think Brett could be an amazing coach. He's you know, got the football IQ, understand, can pick up things in a hurry, is is a good communicator. Love it. Um, next one here from Free Philip Lindsay. I saw Mace like a tweet raising concerns about Vic's comments that they're only two or three percent into deciding the quarterback. Vic's comment didn't set off red flags for me at first, but it doesn't seem great now that I think about it. What are your guys' thoughts? I'm not sure that uh, that percentage is completely accurate in terms of where it really stands. Why wouldn't he say that though? That just seems like a silly thing for him to I think about. you're well you're kind of saying all you're, you're it's about keeping an open mind going into into camp but everything comes into play. The film from last year for both Bridgewater even though he was in Carolina and Locke in Denver, that comes into play. Pat Shermer's experience with Teddy Bridgewater in Minnesota comes into into play. Certainly it's helped him uh, get a footing in terms of learning the offense. I'd say maybe I'm on the high side here, but in terms of kind of accumulating data information, you've seen them in the meeting rooms, you're seeing how they're inter- interacting with teammates. I'd say you you pro- you would be it'd be wiser to be at around say 35 or 40 percent. Okay. Yeah, I mean, made. I think two or three percent is crazy. I think it has yes. to be more than that, or else what were we doing? Yeah, this it's past it's month? it's not it's not it shouldn't be like seventy percent, sixty five percent, and probably not even fifty percent. But I think maybe a, a good number would be a third of the way down. Mm. I like it. I yeah. like it. Now a lot everything according to Vic is riding on training camp in the preseason. Yeah, exactly. Mark it snatch. Hey guys. Who's the one New York Jet that you could not stand but you secretly wanted on your team? And honestly, Count Lockyer yeah. gave the answer that yeah. I was going to give, Darrell Revis. Yeah, he really did. I, I always thought, oh man, he always got under my skin. But obviously, Damn he's very good. good. I mean, a- Antonio Cromartie didn't get under my skin. Like, the, the answer that he gave that he <laughs> when he was rattling, trying to name all his kids. That, is that was so just kind of comical more than getting so under my skin. <laughs> Um, I was thinking maybe Bart Scott. I like Bart Scott though. Like, mm. can't wait. I mean, yeah, that was yeah. awesome. That's one of the great sound bites of all time. What it is, that? but it's like that barky, mouthy mm. player on the other team that gets on your nerves, but you wish he was on your team. Did you hate Ladanian Tomlinson back in the day? Of course. Okay, well, he was a Jet at the mm-hmm. end too. So yeah, there's another that's that's a good one. Um, what about uh, Rex Ryan, not as a head coach, but as a defensive coordinator? Mm. Or as a foot masseuse. <laughs> hey, like Wes Wilker said, you got to put your best foot forward. Wow. You dip, <laughs> your, getting weird you dip in your, your toe in the water. <laughs> that's that, that, that press conference, that's somewhere on YouTube, right? When Welker just makes all these foot references. Oh, yeah. And Belichick sat him down for like a 
a quarter to suspend. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's awesome. Oh, that's hilarious. Love Wes. Um, <laughs> all right. I think that's all the time we have today. Yeah. Um, we have a super exciting uh, episode of Three Ring Circus coming tomorrow. I feel bad for our friend Brett Kane because he has to follow up Shelby Harris, but I'm still very <laughs> excited uh, to have Brett on from Altitude Radio. Uh, he does a great job in the mornings with Vic and Moj. Uh, so can't wait to have him on tomorrow. Make sure you tune in for that. Yes, it's going to be an absolute blast. I can't wait. 1045, we're going live. So make sure to subscribe to our YouTube, sign up for those alerts so you know when to sign to so when we're going live. Absolutely. And of course, make sure you check out our friends over at MSU Denver online. MSUDenver.edu slash online is the website. You guys know the deal. MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other Colorado institution. So if you're sitting there with a job, you're trying to further that education. You don't know where to go. We got you covered. MSU Denver is the place to be. But for us, that's going to wrap it up today. We will catch you tomorrow. Flying cotton